0: Thank you for joining me, Eve Laws, on another episode of Poopology. I have here with me my co-host, Claire Roper. Hello. Our special guest, Lisa Nolan. Hello. And also, I have our very own, Narita, from Narita on the Road.
1: Yay, hello. Who's me?
0: And of course, as always, we've got Uzma. Hi. (laughs) So basically, the main, I guess, subject of today is going to be about women in technology because, uh, funnily enough, we are all women working in the technology arena in this room today, other than Uzma, even though because she does our production and, you know, all the technology behind our podcast, she kind of does double up as that as well. So should we talk about our um, poop of the week? Well, I can talk about my poop of the week. So I actually had a slightly... I don't know if you can call it a technology poop, but kind of. So I set up a Twitter account for Poopology. And on the Twitter account... So you know on Facebook it says you were born on... And then it gives a date, which is basically the date you opened your Facebook account. And then you actually select your birthday, if you have one, on a separate... Like in a separate place. So it asked me... For my birth date. And I thought, okay, this is like Poopology's birth date. So I put a date in, which was obviously from last week. Yeah, (laughs) basically, 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 yeah, from a couple of months ago. And then it said, sorry, you're underage. We have locked your account. (laughs) To open your account, you must. (laughs) shocked all these like you know bone and, skulls and, and, and yeah, yeah like red stuff came up on the screen and I was pressing you know when you're just like okay default position enter 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 press any key and I had to send a copy of my passport in <laughs> to prove that I was not born last month but the, the funny thing is like why would the system ever do that because someone who was born last month clearly could not open an account for themselves that'd be very so, skilled you know <laughs> like What kind of strange security thing is that? So maybe they should
2: just remove
0: the date. Yeah, exactly. So it just, to me, it seemed like a weird thing. You know, I understand them having a disclaimer, like, are you over 18 or are you, you know, whatever. But I find the whole, like, select your birth date, you select it, and then it's like, you're too young, you were born last week, sorry. (laughs) You know, your account is locked, you cannot communicate with anyone. I was like, what is happening?
3: It's like an automated thing, though, when you're below, like I say, Age because when we first set up our Facebook accounts, we were all under so we all just <gasps> made. No, no, I set mine up with my mom.
2: lawbreaker.
3: No, I set mine up with my you mom. Lied. I was I wasn't even allowed <laughs> to have an email address without her doing it, just so I wouldn't have a silly name. But you always had to make your. Yeah, over 18 yeah. Yeah. otherwise mm. Mm. it just locks you out i mean
0: I, I do get that but as i say i think that it is a it's a weird security mm. thing and i suspect there are lots of people like me who've either accidentally ser- selected the wrong date or they you know they're setting out for a business or for some other purpose and they've selected like the founding date which is probably not going to be like Eighteen years ago. So uh, imagine all the people in Twitter that get paid to like try and open these locked accounts, (laughs) (laughs) looking at people's (laughs) passports. (laughs) <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. So that was my technology poopy moment
1: of the week. Well, to add to that, Facebook does allow now to have any date of birth on your new account because some people want to create their accounts for their babies as soon as they are born on Facebook or like their animals, their pets. So I think that's a nice How step. It's strange to have an account mm. for your
0: baby. Yeah. Oh, there's so
1: many. Yeah, so many. Facebook just, it's just do it. Yeah. So what's your poopy? Well, I don't know. If, well, the only one I told earlier for the girls, my poopy moment was when I was crossing the road and I just turned to say thank you to a gentleman in the car. He gave me this really dirty look and started sending me kisses, which I did not feel really <laughs> comfortable about. And yeah, I just mm-hmm. sort of just done, done my jacket, just like cosy. So <laughs> cozy.
0: your poopy moment is that
1: some guy tried to hit on you. That would be like the best moment <laughs> <out> of
3: my life. <laughs> <movie. laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that was> <laughs>
1: If he was good looking maybe, but he was not. He was not. <laughs> so to the, the guy who's listening, please don't do that again. <laughs> My poopy moment
2: is, it's not technology related, but and it's not work related, it's related to my kids and parenting. And there was a bit of a, a ruckus down the street over the weekend, and there was some police cars and things there, and I think there was a bit of a fender bender. And my, my little boy, who's three, wanted to go and have a look, because he's obsessed with, with police and fire and all that kind of stuff. So I was getting him ready, and I was standing at the door, and I said to him, right, he must be very good. And you must listen to mummy and you need to be on your best behavior. And he looked at me and he went, Okay mummy, I promise to be really good and I won't say fucking hell. <laughs> 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 How do you respond? I was like well done son <laughs> thank you for that. thank you for for trying not to swear I was like, what a bad parent moment that was i was like i praising him for not being bad I was just,
4: I was just, for knowing the word and knowing that he shouldn't be saying it that's appreciation yeah, it,
2: was, it was a bit it was funny was like, you're three <laughs> who's next
3: I don't really have a poopy moment. I have more of like a aha moment. Gosh, that counts. What's your aha moment? So on the weekend, we had a group of people together and it turned out to be nine guys and two girls. And we were having somehow a conversation about sexual harassment (laughs) (laughs)
0: God, this is, quite, <laughs> so basically, Ozma had
3: a barbecue at our house with her friends and they talked about sexual harassment. Well, I don't even know how we got to the conversation, but we were talking, me and the other girl were talking about how women get catcalled or touched up. And it's actually a very normal thing. And all the guys were actually very shocked about this. It was very bizarre because only like two out of the whole nine were aware that this actually happens on a very well, regular basis. Well, that's kind of a good thing
0: because it means that you obviously have some really nice friends who don't think that doing something like that is normal. So I think, you know, that that's saying something good about the company that you keep, probably. That kind of was it for me. So you had your harem of boys over and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Proud. <laughs> So, Lisa, what was your poopy moment of the week? So I have a pretty embarrassing poopy moment. And I think I said earlier, when I am slightly overworked and a bit tired, I tend to do some, like, silly, slightly accident-prone things. And I'm a big gym-goer, um, and I'm normally really, you know, in the moment, want to work out hard, training my muscles, doing all the sensible things. Um, so I was, like, putting myself through a hit session, which I normally hate, but I was like, you know, I'm really feeling inspired, I can totally do this. I started daydreaming The girl training next to me Picked up a medicine ball Slammed it on the ground Squatting hard Bums of steel For uh, the summer ladies And smacked myself In the face With the medicine
3: (gasps) ball Oh my god
4: (laughs) (laughs) So embarrassed As I'm going red Telling the story so embarrassed for myself I mean I was face down hit myself <laughs> that I <laughs> kept going I <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'll act this out <laughs> style it out style it out styling it out until my train ex-trainer ran over behind me and he went what the flip are you doing <laughs> and I went I just hit myself in the face and he went I didn't realise you hit yourself and I went yeah yeah no I'm fine and I still you know brushed it off <laughs> until about two seconds later two more slams my nose started pumping please oh down. my god and I still to leave the gym clean to <laughs> <laughs> That's In determination. Full on shock. Is. Went down to change about 20 minutes later. Kind of went after about 20 minutes. Like, I feel dizzy. <laughs> had given myself concussion. Had to go home and couldn't go to work and oh had to God. ring my boss. Oh. Bruised nose and like two little black eyes oh to my match. God. So, yeah. But I think the most important thing is to push on through. <laughs> What's <Well, laughs> the moral of that story? Keep going. I, I take from that that exercise is better than you. <laughs> Stop daydreaming.
0: You know what's going to happen, don't you? In Facebook, in a couple of weeks' time, you'll see this as one of those most liked moments (laughs) because someone's videoed you from behind in the gym.
4: Then I'm going to have to move from London. (laughs)
2: I was actually going to refer to that quote that I sent you the other day on WhatsApp. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. So I saw it on Twitter, I believe, and it says, the day we have as many mediocre women as mediocre men in our boardrooms, that will be the day that we are equal.
0: Well, very true. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh.
2: So that's from Marianne Nevart, former CEO of Telia in Sweden. Wow. So I thought yeah. I'd give a shout out to her. We didn't yeah. want to steal her quote. No. Yeah. yeah. Nice yeah. quote out yeah. yeah, it just made me laugh, and I was just standing there giggling all afternoon. So I had to send it to Eve because I thought it was funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. When I received it, I thought I thought it was quite funny as well. It did yeah. give me laugh. I don't know how many men would appreciate us laughing at that quote, mm. but
2: well, my husband laughed. He thought it was funny after I told him to laugh, and no, I just, <laughs> laugh. just
0: and you just prodded him with a cow. Uh, <laughs> laugh a cowl. now, husband. <laughs> <Yeah>, yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> I feel sorry for Gerald. Nice,
2: it's good. So I was just sort of on the basis of that. How how do we we get Specifically in technology companies? How do women move up more through the ranks to become those mediocre women in the boardroom? Or do we want to be better? Well,
0: from my experience, because I never worked for an external technology company, but I set up my own technology company once, all on my own, and then took on some partners. They were all men, ranging from the ages of 89 <laughs> to. 89. Uh, 89, yeah, to like 40. And I was the youngest in the group. And obviously, all the people that worked for me to The site I was working on together as well were all men, and I found it extremely isolating and quite difficult because I was literally the only woman and the boss. So it made everything extremely, extremely hard. And now I'm a co-founder in Gridizen, and again, other than myself and Narida, the rest of the team are all men. And actually at board level, I'm the only female mm. co-founder. All the other co-founders are male and the board of investors are all male. So I still find it extremely isolating, really, because you, you just can't really relate fully with mm. each other. The way you communicate is different. They're much more factual, maybe, um, whereas I can become quite emotional and heated about certain things and then I get branded in the boardroom as being this is something we were talking about in one of our previous episodes about being like the emotional one who's always, you know, screaming at people or, or going crazy. They think mm. that's going crazy, whereas for me it's just being passionate about something. Hundred
4: percent. I think that's the thing about women, they like to put us in a tag, and I think this is the one thing I don't even like talking about men or women. I like talking about the best person for the job because that's what I think we need to shake from the young- younger generation is like getting rid of the tag you're not a female it doesn't matter what your sexuality is it shouldn't matter what anything is you need to just train people to be bosses in their career and I think that's something you do see now with the younger generation and even me when I started off I think my biggest aha moment was I remember I got my first management job and I had to go to a board meeting my first week in the job and I was like oh you know didn't know what to expect which is probably just as well and I rocked up and I was the youngest person by about 25 years and I was the only female in a table of 28 men and I stood there and I remember I came out after a five day session and I started off like nervous and kind of like oh my god um, this is like a deal breaker for me and I really need to you know put my best foot forward and I was giving myself pep talks along with my family trying to give me pep talks and after five days I came out and I remember when I went to meet my dad afterwards and I went some of them aren't smart how do they (laughs) how how are they managers and for me I think that was one of the biggest things is I realised because of a title that I was giving people a load of kudos and recognition because they were at a certain level and I expected them to be in Incredible, and actually I was a little bit disappointed yeah I was like I know more than you about this subject Um, and it was the one thing my father said to me at the time and he went you own that subject you know more than anyone else around that table and be confident be confident when you're talking and it doesn't matter the fact that you're the youngest or that you're the only female at the table he was like you have to appreciate that you know more about this subject than anybody else and that was the biggest lesson I think I ever had was it didn't matter about title like it didn't matter if you were talking to the CEO if you know your subject and you're confident about what you're doing be confident
0: You almost stole the words right out of my mouth because I say things like this to us quite a lot because she's obviously my younger sister as well. So uh, and I know that some situations must be quite intimidating for her because she's an architect and working in construction surrounded by men. She's very young. So when we're having construction meetings, you know, we're generally in a room full of men who are all older Mm -hmm. than both of us actually but but more (laughs) so than, than her. And sometimes I can see someone says something, she makes facial expressions and because she's my sister I can tell that she thinks otherwise Mm -hmm. you know she disagrees with something someone's saying you know the situation's so intimidating that she finds it difficult sometimes to speak up so I'm always saying to her you know if you know your stuff you have to speak and not care that it doesn't matter what other people think or Mm -hmm. you know that I'm the youngest or I'm the only woman in the room or just say what you've got to say because it if it's everyone involved
4: right and people are always going to disagree with you and yes. that doesn't matter what age you are yeah. I mean I think it's more the more confident you get when you're older and you get more confident in your capability and you come in you just get more experience of dealing with crap situations in fairness mm-hmm. that you kind of learn to be a bit more robust I mean I came from a male-dominated industry like completely male-dominated and I've had people walk away from me and yeah. you know kind of brush me off as the little girl who was annoying but the only good thing that stood to me was how stubborn I was. I was so stubborn by nature that even though I was shy and quiet, if you gave me a job to do, I would do it. I would always try and do it the right way. But if I didn't get the answer of the person who should give it to me, I would, I mean, I came from printing initially. I would be standing on a printing press with the printers asking them when the job was finished, if somebody wouldn't tell me that was above them. And I didn't care how I got the job done. I would just make sure I got the answer from my boss because I didn't want to go back and say I didn't get it. Um, And I think that's what you have to do is just go around it because you're always going to find barriers and you're always going to find people who will keep you down male and female and at different levels
0: yeah I mean weirdly actually I think I probably self-intimidated myself in being in all male and felt isolated myself isn't
2: that called imposter syndrome probably
0: but I would say actually the people that I have disliked the most have been women so when I worked when I was you know not as lucky as I am now and worked for other people you know on the few occasions that I had some people seriously plotting my uh
3: device yeah demise. <laughs> there you go uh-huh.
0: <laughs> you two obviously know something about this Uh, they were women and um, and I found that even worse because I thought but we're the same you know once upon a time you were in my shoes you know in a similar sort of position Mm -hmm. probably in a job surrounded by a load of men you know finding it difficult as well as women and competing why are you not helping me grow and I'm in your team so I found that even bizarre was that Mm -hmm. I had a boss once that oh my god she made it her life's Mm -hmm. mission to annihilate Me. I've never seen anything like it before. And I just used to think, but your department is doing well solely because of the job that I am doing for you. So this makes no sense. You know, I was in charge of revenue. So essentially, i made all the money and her department did really well because i made all the money
4: so i don't understand mm.
0: i still to this day don't understand you know i've never actually worked out what that whole situation was mm-hmm. yeah
4: do you think sometimes that was just a jealousy thing which yeah. is when you're not born a jealous person you never get it but some people just don't get enjoyment out of seeing somebody else do well like they feel like they have to kind of bring you back down i
0: think if it's someone in your own team though it's joint success you you know, mm. if someone in my team does well, I do well. So for me, that's joint success. I agree. I don't see that as, oh my God, why are you doing well? You know, let me try and I stab you know. to death, You yeah. know,
2: I think some people want to be the shining star. They want to be that one person that has shone in that team and everyone goes, oh, look how amazing they were. That team couldn't have done it without them. And they need that because they don't have confidence in themselves. They need that
4: gratitude for the don't have the right skill. No.
1: Yeah, there's yeah. a common thing about how women can't work for other women because there's always going to be some sort of clash. When there's a situation with me and Eve, like at university, I never really liked marketing, which might have to do with other, a lot of with my lecturer and all that. When I'm talking with Eve about the ideas and like how to do things, I actually do enjoy it more and I see myself further going into the marketing route. All well, the things like that, I read articles, women, competition, and there's me and Eve. It's like nothing like that.
2: So I'm in a very weird situation right now. Eve and Lisa are both Former managers mm. of me. So
3: ah. <laughs> it's very weird Aren't to be looking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Eve. So this is when Claire goes. So I had one manager. <laughs> <laughs> Her name was F. <laughs> <laughs> so it's
2: not very often in your career that you do get to be sitting in the same room as two former managers, which is weird. But especially when they're both women, and I definitely now consider them both to be my friends, and we have worked really hard. Mm. In our marketing team, so I can understand why you have that gel with Eve completely. But it's not something that you get very often, but it is is nice to see when it
0: happens. Yeah, I mean, I think if we all supported each other a little bit more you know oh, maybe this is a bit too much of a hippie thought you know free <laughs> where's the love, tree, all the tree. <laughs> <laughs> let's all hug around the tree but you know it does seem like if everybody supported each other a little bit more you know there'd yeah. just be a better progress for everyone especially right?
4: in yeah. tech and I mean I'm a bit like you Eve because I've worked in men they've probably been my biggest supporters actually yeah. in, in my career um, even though from a marketing perspective they didn't know a lot but they <laughs> always had my back I never felt unsupported yeah. by them at all but for me now moving forward with Teams like I want to make sure everyone's fantastic I think I'm probably guilty of the opposite to the extent where I forget about myself sometimes and I use the royal we a lot yeah because I just think success is success yeah I don't count it as mine or like if someone in the team does great I'm like yay we're like team marketing I mean we've got a pretty big team here where I am at the moment and if one person wins it feels like a win for us all as far as I'm concerned we do a good event it's down to everybody because marketing is not siloed yeah what we do is in a silo role
0: No,
2: absolutely agree. Lisa hosted an event last week and there was quite a few speakers there. And one of the panels was all women. And I was nicknaming it the Power Panel because I thought they were fantastic. So there are a few really cool sort of questions that we were bringing up on there. And one of them was, is technology destroying or enhancing the art of conversation?
3: Oh,
2: go.
1: There's a silver <laughs> lining to that. I think it's both. It's helping us, but also it's making us lazier in every single way possible. I like technology but I can see what it's doing to that and as long as everyone can catch the moment where they see that they're spending too much time in their phones and actually paying attention to real life but that not always happens we just lose ourselves in there.
2: So I caught my eight-year-old on the iPad the other day now he's allowed to use the iPad we've got a couple of the old ones and he's got a couple of them and I was pretty sure he'd woken up at 5am but I couldn't, I was like he's not (laughs) going to admit this to me and I was like look me in the eye, look me in the eye and tell me and he couldn't tell me so I I said to him you know what, I can actually go onto the iPad and I can have a look and I can see when you logged on he went, oh can you mummy? and I was like yes darling I can, 5am he got up, I was like you are way too addicted to this so I need to strip it back
0: Yeah. I mean I have a lot of young people in my office that are relatively fresh out of university and what i found is like none of them want to pick up the phone and make a phone call to anyone and i've had to train like all these people in just calling people which you would think is like the most basic you know skill set you know not expecting any kind of like reports written or anything like that i'm just like i need to find out about this 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 can you please just call them because you know you've emailed them five times they haven't
1: responded just call him and find out what's going
0: on the
4: art of conversation yes. exactly. it is dead
0: they just cannot
1: call email people. wise yes we can ramble in the email for just as long as we can but for calling someone it's like you call him you call it. email Even warriors
4: when, though yeah. that's where we get the email warriors people are hiding behind technology my
1: god I hate yeah. the
0: email warriors I have a quantity surveyor like that When you see him face to face, he's like the nicest guy. You think, oh, my God, he's like my granddad, you know, want to hug him. On email, he is horrible. He sends an email and I feel like my whole world collapsed, you know. Every time I receive an email from him, I actually like, you know, when you start to like get anxiety, you just see it in your inbox and you're like, oh, no, what
4: now? (laughs) I had a customer like that when I first started off and I literally, like you, I'd see her name come in and I was just like, oh, my God. And I have avoided speaking to her. She never used to speak on the phone. And then I remember I got so bad that I was like, I can't continue like this. And I used to ring her and she was a bit better on the phone. And then I went, I'm just going to go down. And I got in the car one day and I went down to her. Loveliest person ever. She was just a keyboard warrior and she's actually one of my really good mates to this day. And I think I met her when I was about 22, which is obviously only about 10 years ago. <laughs>
2: obviously. <laughs> so I used to, um, a friend, of, this is years ago, a friend of mine, she was working in a, a firm where she was doing data entry. And so she would email me, but doing her data entry, she had to have the cap. Caps Lock on and she would email me in caps lock and I'll be why are you shouting at me? Stop shouting at me in your emails. She didn't realise that her aggressiveness of her tone, even when all of her emails were in caps lock, was coming across like she was shouting yeah, at me. It's
0: crazy, isn't it? But it is weird because you know you say about technology kind of stopping the conversation, but then we can probably communicate with each other in more ways now than ever before. You know, if you've got a grandmother, you know, in Timbuktu, too, you can actually sit and see them and talk to them on Skype or all these different you know mm. things that you can use. Whereas like I remember being young when I first came from Turkey to here. I, I had to wait a month to talk to my grandmother because it was really expensive to call Turkey and you know we'd like get around the phone and you know mm. be ready with our things to say <laughs> and then dial the number and we'd have like 30 minutes to <laughs> sort of say anything we wanted to say and then that would be the end of that. Whereas nowadays, every five seconds, people are FaceTiming mm. each other and Skyping each other and all that sort of stuff.
4: I think you need to be careful that you don't give people too many options. So there's so many platforms. I think it's really important that companies are strategic about what tools they pick and then encourage people and actually onboard them to use those tools. Yeah. Because I think the problem is sometimes you can over-communicate to too many sources and yeah. then everyone just switches off. Because yeah. it's just information overload. And I know even it's a running joke in here about internal communication but people don't read emails and I know I'm even guilty in in my life of skim reading so you can send them the details for I do a lot of events send them details I can ask 10-15 times in the space of a week coming up to an event what's happening and they would have had communications every week probably for about six weeks beforehand (laughs) (laughs) with all the information but they just don't read them and I think that's where you need to be really strategic I think and use like a chatter function on salesforce or something a little
2: bit less formal My my brother my poor brother I talked about him last time as well my poor brother he is notorious for not communicating at all
4: and I remember growing
2: up as a child we used to get grunts like this all the time and last time I visited New Zealand I was trying to get in touch with him to send him a message because we'd had some family news that I wanted to discuss with him so I sent him a whatsapp No response. I sent him an email. No response. I sent him a text message. No response. So I messaged his girlfriend. Said, what is the best platform for me to message my own brother on for him to respond? And she said, try Facebook Messenger. I was like, okay. I sent him a message. No response. But the blue tick. And I was like, oh, you've read my message. So I sent him another one. No response. Blue tick. This happened about four times in a row. So I thought, you know what? It's a month before I get to New Zealand. My mission now is to message you every single day until you respond because I don't think you're going to because I think you're going to be just as stubborn as I am <laughs> in this whole scenario. And he didn't. He didn't message me back at all. And it wasn't until I got to New Zealand and I put my um my three-year-old at the time on the back porch and I gave him my brother's old box of toy cars from when he was seven years old, posted it on Facebook. That's when I got a response. Oh, those are mine. <gasps> oh, my God. How old is your brother, by the way? third 30-something. 30, 30 <laughs> okay. So he doesn't
0: need the box of toys anymore.
2: no, no. <laughs> he has no children himself, so he doesn't need the box of cards. It's like, that was the only way. It was like an emotive way to get his attention. Like a blackmail.
0: Yeah. Mm. And a bit of bullying. I think. <laughs> no. <Sorry.
4: laughs>
3: never. Never bullying.
4: I think it's a little brother thing.
3: Yeah. He never responds. I'll do that to you. No, I don't think so. I think our age gap's so different, though. Like, it's so big. (laughs) Oh! Thank you. Say that again, Usma.
0: Okay, so next week, Usma will not be on the show.
4: There is a vacancy at Poopology.
3: No, as in, I've always seen you as a mum more than a sister. Oh, that's even better. (laughs)
4: That's kind of cute. I'm just being real here.
3: (laughs) Okay, we'll move on now.
4: It's a brother thing, anyway, I think,
2: definitely. (laughs) I have a, a little story, but depending on how you tell it, it can be a little bit serious, but it can also be sort of like empowering as well. This is a story from an old workplace, which was heavily male-dominated, very male-dominated. Um, I was worked in the sales team, and I was a sales assistant. The sales guys would regularly, on the sales floor, discuss other women from other offices, and there was this one time where it got pretty. I was like, wow, this is not a good conversation for you dudes to be happening. I think I was only about 21, 22, so I definitely didn't have the confidence to stand up. I didn't feel empowered by the the business to be able to do anything. So one of the other sales assistants and I decided, in hindsight, probably not the best thing to do, but we decided to email this girl and tell her that the boys were talking. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Really bad thing to have done. Uh It caused when I say more drama than an EastEnders Christmas special, I am not joking, it was horrific. It It went viral. It went bad. And we were then, so myself and this other girl were then branded as the Troublemakers, shitstirers, bitches, and these three guys, these three sales guys, became the victims oh my because God. we we had <laughs> we had dared to speak out. This came from management. It was just so awful. So I have now, to this day, vowed because I have three small boys that they will never ever be those three sales guys. Yeah. Mm. So I've tried really hard to instill a little bit of respect, etc. But it was just awful the way it cascaded into a pile of shit right
4: onto top of me that and this other girl. Quite
0: intense, actually. yeah. Mm. It yeah, was pretty awful.
4: It's like the whistleblower yeah. phenomenon, getting into trouble, doing the right thing. And do you need to go out. to the
0: Argentinian uh, consulate? I'm going to have to pull a Julian Assange. <laughs>
2: <laughs> go and sort myself out in the consulate. I fun. can speak to the Turkish consulate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, they might take you in. Let's I don't New Zealand one says first. <laughs> I Many common connections in the Argentinian consulate. Yeah,
2: so that was it. Was a pretty brutal, pretty brutal experience, and it's definitely taught me a lot over the years. And it's also taught me how to deal with situations, and perhaps
0: emailing that poor girl just <laughs> to, to tell her that was not the best way to do it. Yeah, so it taught you how to not shit stir, basically. No, we were trying to stand up for her.
2: We were trying to. We were trying to. We didn't know any other way to empower ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We we're
4: only like twenty. 20, it's what you would have done old. if it was a friend of yours, That's I think. Yeah. Do you know, I think in our 20-year-old yeah. self, you'd be like, well, I need to tell this person to yeah, protect this,
2: themselves. this is unjust. Yeah. I can't yeah. have them standing there talking about her like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yet we were the that. ones mm. that got into trouble, not not three boys.
4: But. I think everyone's a lot wiser now because everyone's a lot more open about workplace issues or what to do. I mean, I don't think everyone gets it right. No. And I still think there's a lot of lip service that goes on. That you know, There's a lot of policies and stuff that goes to, I think, everyone's company I've talked to all my friends recently about stuff and they all seem to have similar stories where it's it's, sometimes it feels like a tick the box exercise rather than an actually Mm. making change and giving people that culture that makes it okay to come when there is a problem Yeah, Um, yeah and the more people I talk to and the more people that tell me stories the more I'm like I think this is actually yeah
0: yeah I think it's a difficult department to run and mm. run well, isn't it? So, you know, I've been to some places where they've had huge HR teams but they've not always been efficient. And I guess whoever's leading the team is the one who's kind of installing most of the uh, the culture and how people are approachable mm. or what, how you should approach HR and that's not always been been the best. And some departments are just too big. You know, yeah. when there's like five hundred people in an HR department it can't Yeah, exactly. And and how do you have contact? Aren't, like, who do I speak to? Yeah. You know, what am I supposed to do? And you yeah. go through all this the assistant HR manager, the HR manager, the HR manager's manager, the senior HR manager, and you're like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So it can be a bit daunting, I think, yeah. in big companies. I like often that.
2: look back on that situation and I wonder, was it of the time? Right? right, yeah. Was it a cultural thing within the business? And it was when I was living in Australia. So was it a country cultural thing? Right, yeah. So I think it's probably a combo of of a lot of different things, but I sort of put it down to a, of
4: the time. Yeah. I mean, I think the world has gone a little bit too PC as far as I'm concerned. Do you know what I mean? If you make a joke, you're kind of like... Yeah, if someone took that the wrong way it's actually I could yeah. get myself into a hell of a lot of trouble but I think there's a thin line yeah. yes do you know what I mean I think it's really thin and I don't think we should go too PC either because I just think it's just but yeah. that's the thing You're is making it's, everyone it's so thing.
0: difficult to know what is too much and what isn't I think and I mean for us it might just naturally come like we might naturally know what you know where the boundary lies but for a lot of people it isn't so I think that's why everything's so over the top PC's because for those people that don't know the line you know, there's this additional kind of wall around it so just to make it really clear, you know, what is and what isn't acceptable. But yeah, I, I think it's too PC too.
4: I think there's a lot of education that needs to be done. Yeah. And it's bring experts in from the outside. Yeah. Do you even talk about things like diversity and inclusion? Like, don't try and have internal resources. I
1: work with my best friend at Gridders and we sometimes talk on a subject that I think to myself, if someone else heard us talk about they would think, what the hell? What is happening? Why no one just took them out? and just like kick them or something. So it's like yeah, it's it's finding that balance. I know we are best friends. We try not to do a lot of like banter wise but anything, be serious. But then when we're like going for lunch together we just go like full mode. I
4: think that's it I mean look obviously I'm Irish to those who can't hear me Um, (laughs) but we love a laugh and a joke and even sometimes I mean I do say I think everyone has a thin line which I do agree because some things I would find funny that probably aren't politically correct and then other times I would find things highly offensive even terminology I actually find terms but actually really unusual things annoy me like um, if someone says girl boss Uh, that's my pet hate at the moment and if someone hashtags that and tags me I'm like no I'm just a boss Um, and things like
0: that cougar is one that I've had oh, <laughs> and I was like mm. firstly am I old enough I to actually be one someone yeah. called you a cougar yeah it's the thing
1: supposed is, to be like a compliment actually but is I'm it really a- I don't know because I'm thinking age here I'm, not, I'm not sure really, this isn't app- you know, quite the appropriate name is it just you know,
4: anyone that's older than the other person I think though? it's like a
1: younger boy just looking for something to cuddle just must it. be an, an epidemic that, that's what they mean.
0: But I mean, just to just to put things straight, I am not in a relationship and I haven't even had any fun with anyone for a very long time. So I don't know that I actually fit in, other than being old, if that's what it
1: means. There is there is no other context to the comment. I
0: was kind of a bit like... I guess
1: in, okay. in their way, in their perspective, the way I've been told by males, it's the age is a good thing in that factor. It's a good thing to see. For women, of course, the age is like a big issue. Issue. And, you know, we always say to each other, yes, you have to look, you look how you feel and we try to take care of ourselves. But in that certain specific situation, I've never heard anyone from male perspective, my friend circle, say age as a, like, disadvantage. They always put it up as an advantage point. You know? Oh,
0: well, good to know.
1: <laughs> so, take that. Yeah. <laughs> right, so I have just Googled definition
2: of a cougar and it's actually coming up with something about bears. So I think I need
3: to... <laughs>
4: He will not take that one.
0: Are you basically telling me you called me a bear?
2: (laughs) Not <laughs> sure I like that. Okay. So there are two. There are two definitions of a cougar: a large American wildcat. Oh, is that okay. you? Wow! Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the other one, an older woman seeking a sexual relationship with a younger man. Well,
1: neither. Like, it's usually other way around. Thank you. It's usually neither
0: one of those statements are you know Much. a description for me. So <laughs> in, I'm not quite sure. Cougar
1: and sugar mama are basically in the same. Sugar characters. mama. Oh. Sugar oh. mama. Sugar oh. Did you seriously that I've been at I do have a lot of male best friends and the things they come up sometimes uh, that I am in the conversation, they forget that I'm there. they just like, oh, you're one of the guys um, That I'm used to happen to <laughs> me. Like, A sugar like, mama. Sugar.
4: I definitely just, would not yeah. like that one.
1: And then I just think in my head, mm, oh I've my God. I've never even heard a... of I mean, that I'm one I'm to tell this to my friends. I'm going to tell this to my female friends. They have no idea right. what the
4: life they. And I do think younger guys like older women. Mm, oh, definitely. Do
1: they? Yeah. yeah
4: even though I got slightly frightened yesterday, I was in my beauty therapist <laughs> and she said to me, after you hit 40, you will never, ever be asked out again by anybody your own age what or anyone over 35 will ever ask you about again I was like wow she said "It's when she hit 40 she was like yeah younger guys
0: oh my god that's quite frightening because I obviously turned 40 this year <laughs> and I'm turning 40 next year <laughs> that is quite I'm frightening I'm well past 40 <laughs> But you're married, so it's okay. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, though. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's something to be happy about or not, really. No. No, I don't think so either,
2: weirdly. Mm. We'll just stick with a large American wildcat. Okay?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think we should all try and say your second name again. That would be fun. Go
1: on, let's <laughs> try everyone. <laughs> you're your Jospetita.
4: Jospetita. Jospetita.
1: There's so many letters in it. I just... I tried spelling it downstairs the woman yeah. <laughs> She's like, surname,
0: J-Y-U-W. And she went, I'm oh. sorry, I lost you. <laughs> she just... it, was,
1: it was, How many letters? I think it's 11. <gasps> <gasps> no, it's crazy. It's not even the worst as well. I know so many words, surnames. I feel Literally.
4: like it's a good conversation starter though.
1: Yeah. Oh, do you know my surname? Try spelling it. <laughs> Get what, a prize for that. What is the most complicated Lithuanian? surname? Oh, probably my mum remarried to my stepdad and his surname is horrible. His surname is Chesnulevitus. So there's a lot of like shh sound in it and it's like. And what? how do you spell that? Can you spell that for a bit? S-C-E-N-S-C-E-I-E Wow. L I U T C I-U-S <laughs> It's like, Just in like in the way. whole alphabet basically There's a lot of S-C-S-C-S-C SC, SC. It feels SC like to make a lot of random letters
4: <laughs> Imagine an Irish person marrying someone from Dear Midge What was it again? Oh my god Because people can't understand Irish names really? in the UK They struggle oh, so really bad because we have a B-H oh, yeah. and a lot of What's unusual characters
2: What's the Ronan woman? What's
4: her? chef
0: yeah,
4: her, yeah. Saoirse Ronan, oh, everyone don't calls her. I
0: do think you have that surname. <laughs> and what do, what do people call her? Oh,
4: everything. Like there's an episode where she's on Ellen and I think she goes through all the different yeah. names she's been called over the years and it is the funniest episode. There must be about 500 names. She said, I just answer to anything now. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. if, if it sounds like an S in it, I just turn yeah. around and think it's me. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Same as with my name. I get called so many names. Narida, Narida. Yeah. Neridia, Nerida. Neridia. Like, I'm oh not I I just (laughs) just like, yeah, okay, yeah, I know what you meant. Just call yourself (laughs) N.
0: Dr. N. Just (laughs) one letter. Easy. Well, my original name is, are you ready for this? Do it. it is pretty, it's pretty crazy. It's Evrim Yeltsin Laws. So when I was little, people used to call me Evrim Yeltsin Laws because oh. of the way it's written. You know, in English, they pronounce it like that. So everyone was convinced that I was somehow related to Boris Yeltsin. So I used wow. to actually lie. I remember, like, first day <laughs> in school, like, you know, middle school, I turned up and I'm like, Evrim Yeltsin. I, I didn't pronounce it the right way, you know, I'd pronounced... That how they would so I'm like hi my name is Erin and they're like Yeltsin, and I said yes my grandfather <laughs> <laughs> the Prime Minister of Russia <laughs> like, you don't look very Russian <laughs> well there you go
4: <laughs> lots of surprises about me <laughs>
0: You must have had this before no. as well. At, at that point, I became Eve. So since then, I've I have don't have the else in either anymore. It's just Eve laws. So right. my husband
2: is Gerald Roper. And if you just go G Roper, you get a bit of a groper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little bit of a groper. <laughs> that is so, good. So Osmar regularly actually changes her name to my name when she calls up for appointments and things like that. Yeah, and people don't understand. She's like, Uzma, you, Uzma, 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 uh, <laughs> U-Z-M-A. At Starbucks, I just use Melissa. I don't yeah. it oh, as well. I yeah. use it. You such a random
4: name as
3: Starbucks, never mind.
4: Yeah, everyone says that. I didn't realise this until I went to the States recently and everyone was like, you have to have a Starbucks name. And I'm like, <laughs> Starbucks what? <laughs> and they were like, you have to have a Starbucks name. And they were like, watch the names that come up. And honestly, you, we stood there for about 20 minutes roaring laughing at the things people were making the Starbucks. <laughs> i <laughs>
2: I grew up in New Zealand, yeah. and when I was 16, I came to the UK to do my GCSEs or A levels. So I don't even remember, it's too long ago. So, my New Zealand accent was much stronger back then. And so, I was in Hull, up in Yorkshire, and people would ask me, What's your name? And I'd introduce myself, and they would go, Oh, Clear. That's a very unusual name. Really? Because the way I pronounced it, they thought oh, I was saying Clear, C L E A R, not Clear. And they're like, Clear,
0: Clear? That's so <laughs> weird. And <frequencies> I'm like, No, Clear. <laughs> Philip- yeah. Sure. Mia- I actually would have
2: to start spelling my name, and I thought, I've never had a name that I've never had to spell before. And then they would look at me and go, Oh, right, Claire. I'm
0: like, Yeah, "Yeah, Claire. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. well, people still get my name wrong even when I just say Eve, which I find really weird, Mm. especially in Starbucks. Regularly on my cup, it says EFF. F and then, when they, <laughs> and, they, and then when they put your coffee down they shout your name out so obviously I never look around when someone's shouting F <laughs> F I'm like who's F <laughs> what a weird kind of name that person has I'm looking out to see what F looks like and everyone's waiting and then suddenly you know yeah exactly they call out my coffee and I realise it's me but yeah I don't know so
3: even th- even three letter words like Eve seems to be a Usman, challenge if I say Usman I get Usman and I'm looking for a guy and it's just me. So it is weird that they say that, actually, considering I, it is a male name. my name written with, like, seven, eight letters. Oh, wow. I've had Gs and Ws in there, well, and I don't know how. was one? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's
2: actually quite phonetic when you think about it, yeah. so adding in a G or a B, I don't get that. It, it
3: happens.
4: I think it comes down to people's attention, though. It's like people yeah. don't read. People don't listen properly either. So they're expecting what they class as a normal standard name. And if you come out with anything that they haven't heard before, it's already kind of gone past them before they even realise that they should be paying attention to you.
0: But you would think Claire and Eve would be like, you know, not no, that no, no, it's, oh, no. it's pronounced you know, clear. <laughs> it's not <Yeah>. like, <laughs> just the I
4: mean, I had an uncle who used to call me Liza, and it used to drive me crazy when I was younger. I mean, I'd be OK now. I used to answer to it in my later years. But well, at the I start, honest, I'd correct him I I called you
0: Laura a couple of times
4: (laughs) (laughs) and I bet I answered (laughs) I pay no attention
0: I just forget everything. Yeah. I forget people's names, but I j- actually genuinely forget everything. So recently, I've been organising this girls' holiday away, and Claire will know she's on the trip that I have a spreadsheet for just about everything that is required. And when I circulated this spreadsheet, they were all making fun of me, like, "What the hell? Like, what is this military position?" Types of sandals you need to bring. Oh yes! Wow! I've seen this yeah. spreadsheet yes, as well. yes. Like S- suggested hats. <laughs> (laughs) like a famous spreadsheet now the problem is I can see uh, why (laughs) I'm sorry but do you know why the spreadsheet has all this stuff on it it's because I forget stuff like I forget everything I would literally walk out with my knickers and my passport (laughs) and you know get halfway to the airport and suddenly think where's my suitcase like literally I just forget everything because I think I'm so consumed by work Work. and Mm. so many things going on I can't remember my own name half the time so if I don't have if. <laughs> just one letter thanks for reminding me <laughs> thanks for that Claire
4: I do find that though with work in particular if it's ever a busy period I can end up doing the stupidest things in my personal life yeah. like I forget I mean I was looking even here in the office last week I was literally looking at somebody in my team for until Claire actually reminded me what their name was yeah because she could see I completely had brain freeze looking at him going I know I know you mm-hmm. <laughs> I've worked with you
3: for two years.
4: I don't know what your name is.
0: I just count everyone's name, So it was miles was used to that. I'm like, Narita, Mike, James. You know, to find that person's name, I count all the names I know. And then she goes, you mean Uzma? And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. I think the worst is you're
3: working with four people with M's. In your team now? Oh, yes.
0: So in my construction team, my external construction team, because if you don't already know, my internal construction team is all female. Woohoo! Wow. But my external construction team has a lot of men in it. And I have an architect called Mike, an electrical engineer called Mark, and a structural engineer called Mick.
2: Oh, no, no, so, no, no, no. Basically, <laughs> when we
0: sit in the room and we're having a meeting together, I have to pause every time I say <laughs> someone's name because I'm like, mm, Mike. Can you ask, Mike? Mm, Mark (laughs) and then can you get mm, Mick to help you out because my brain can't process so every time I have to like stop and pause for a second and think which one is this, Mike, Mick or Mark
2: So, years ago, my very, very first job was for a shipping container company, and I worked reception. And in their office, the C suite were Les, Des, Larry, Gary, and Rod Stewart. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. And it used to make me laugh every single time people would come in, and they'd do exactly the same thing. Les, Des, G- Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I'd, I'd Whatever your name is. I just give up. <laughs> Right, I'm going to wrap up this session. So thank you ladies for being here for another episode of Poopology.
3: <laughs>
0: you
2: nearly snorted me. I oh, know. Not nearly, I actually snorted. Did you hear that?
1: Attacks. Cut that out. Okay. Cut that
2: out. Oh like, no. I didn't even no. hear it. <laughs> it was very subtle.
0: I'm
2: just going to take that
4: on a loop now. It's the outbreak. (laughs) Exactly, exactly.